This is Look West, a podcast from California's Assembly Democrats. On this special Father's Day episode of Look West, Assembly members Miguel Santiago, Kevin Mullen, Jim Cooper, Ian Calderon, and Kevin McCarty tell us about the first time they learned that they would be a father, personal tales of joy and silliness about their children, who were their role models growing up, and how being a dad has impacted the work they do for families in the California State Assembly. Assemblymember Miguel Santiago, father of two. Well, I think I knew early on that I wanted to be a father. Um, I didn't know what to expect. And the journey through pregnancy was one that uh, one that's changed my life completely. To see, uh, to see a little bump on the stomach and then to see that little person be born. And you don't know what to do with this little person because the first time you've, you've ever encountered them and you've ever met them for real. It's a, um, the first time uh, Ethan heard my voice, and he turned around and tried to embrace me. That was that was the game changer in my life, uh, and that's when I knew that that I had to grow up, <laughs> be a real parent, and uh, tackle the world together. I thought I knew all there was about the business of love, but you cannot understand love, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way to anyone. But you cannot understand the full power and impact of love until you've had kids. My dad had a huge impact on me, and I was very fortunate to have a, a very strong, loving dad. Um, but working in a working-class community, I hardly got to see him uh, during my formative years because he always was bouncing from one job to another. Uh, and that had an, an impact on me, too, because it also taught me uh, that when I have a free moment, that when I have uh, the opportunity to be in Los Angeles, I prioritize my family, and I prioritize my, my kids, and I bring them to every single a public event that I possibly can do, but given the opportunity to spend more time in the office or spend some time uh, with my kids, um, I, th- I think that my priority and my responsibility um, has to be to my kids. I think men have a responsibility uh, to be full-time dads, um, and I kind of expect people to hold me accountable to that, that I have, a, that I have kids and that they, they're integrated and it's my responsibility. You know, it's interesting in, in the district, that I represent, people will sometimes say, hey, I didn't recognize you. You didn't have your kid with you. Because <laughs> if anybody's taken a look at a Facebook or any of the social um, media uh, avenues that we have nowadays, uh, I always carried my little girl. It wouldn't be uncommon that I would be doing a speech and she'd be knocked out on my chest uh, with these little backpacks that you put in front of you. I can recall a couple times when I'm going up with my little girl and she's just not going to let go of her bottle. It's the time for me to speak and they move the program as much as they possibly can. And uh, when she was uh, young, um, she was a farter. <laughs> you know, she's going to hate me when she hears this in the future. But, you know, I can remember being on stage and just hearing rip. <laughs> and we're all looking around. She's grabbing at that bottle, but didn't bother her. You know, I, I think it's changed, and I think we're much better for it in the Capitol, to be honest with you. I mean, most of my colleagues will tell you uh, when they bring their kids uh, to work that, that it's a proud moment, that you have this responsibility and you just shine about it, and and we should. And we're if we're going to be role models in our community, and we're going to change the image of fatherhood, and, and we're going to make our communities much better, then we need to show the generation after us uh, that it is a cool thing to do to raise your kids. It is a cool thing to feed, you know, to change the diapers. That it's a cool thing to change the bottles, and that we've got to embrace that. When I first got here to the legislature, we started working on the issue of childcare, and it was very important to me because I'm a I'm a dad. 
somebody needs to take care of my kid. And luckily, I have the family network to be able to do it. But there's a lot of parents out there who don't have the ability to do that. And if you know anything about being a father, you understand how important it is for somebody to take care of your kid. And I couldn't imagine uh, in a million years that parents wouldn't have the ability uh, to have somebody take care of their kids. My kids have asthma. And it's no secret probably why they have asthma. I represent one of the areas that is the most heavily polluted uh, in the state of California, uh, both by mobile sources and stationary sources. And at a young age, my first child uh, was diagnosed with asthma, and that really did invigorate me uh, to want to work on pollution issues. Uh, and there are thousands of little kids in my district now uh, who have asthma, which is why we fought so hard on the cap and trade and the um, pollution reducing uh, portion of it, which was AB uh, 617. It also uh, led me to think about community college and higher ed and why we fought so hard uh, to get AB 19 funded because we wanted to ensure uh, that every kid has the opportunity to get a higher education. So the governor signed uh, AB 19. When I had a boy, um, I understood uh, what it was like to be a dad. When I had a little girl, it gave me a whole nother lens uh, to how we take a look at the decisions that we make in the legislature uh, from the issue of health care, because I've got to worry about my little girl's uh, body and her, her ability to determine for herself what she wants to do uh, in this world, uh, to bullying issues, uh, to women's rights, and quite frankly, to getting more women elected to the legislature, because I want my little girl to have good role models uh, and someone to look up to. So it has meant a whole world of change to me uh, from how I embrace uh, public policy, not just stand from the standpoint of good public policy for every Californian, uh, but what it's going to mean to the little people inside my house uh, who will have a future in the state uh, and, and will hopefully one day uh, be impacted positively by the decisions that I make here today. I want to wish every parent uh, a happy Father's Day, uh, both for the dads in everyone's life and also for the moms who are both moms and dads. Assembly Pro Tem Kevin Mullen, father of five-month-old twin boys. I, for a long time, didn't think I was going to be a father, but uh, that all came together and um, sort of going deep here, but um, we lost my mother uh, last year, and I think that sort of crystallized for me just, I guess maybe how impermanent everything is and how short it all is, and I think that, in a way, kind of prompted me, was a final prod, really, to jump all in on fatherhood and, and creating a family uh, with my wife. I'm 47, my wife uh, is a little younger than me, she's now 40, and we had been trying to get pregnant for a while, and it wasn't working, so we went the IVF route, which um, is expensive and arduous, uh, but it worked out, and the interesting thing is, um, you know, when you go through that process, there was actually a decision point uh, where they said, uh, how many uh, embryos are we talking about here? And I said, um, and I talked with my wife and we decided on two. And we said, well, what are the odds of getting twins if we do this? And they said, well, it's probably, you know, maybe like in the 20% range. And we really weren't thinking twins, but we thought, okay, if it, if it does work out to be twins, uh, we'll be fine with that. Um, but we were still sort of thinking along the lines of the odds are we'll just have one if we're lucky enough to have one. Well, it turns out that uh, everything worked out and we had twins. So 
Uh, my wife gave birth to Liam and Landon uh, in January of this year, so we're just about at the five-month uh, mark. So it's been uh, quite an adventure, and it's been a blur. Since we did IVF, they are fraternal twins, and they are they they look different, they act different. Uh, one is super chill and relaxed. The other is like super wired and full of energy. So my wife and I kind of kid around about, you know, who is taking after whom. My father, uh, as a role model, um, both as a father, but also as a politician, you know, he was uh, in the assembly here for six years, Gene Mullen, who represented more or less the same area in San Mateo County. And seeing how he balanced fatherhood, you know, long before he was a politician, he was a classroom teacher and a coach and, you know, very involved in the local community. But he actually delayed, I think, his political involvement until my sister and I were older. I'm taking a different route of being smack dab in the middle of a political uh, career and, and trying to balance that with uh, being a new father. Also, Jackie Spear uh, is our congresswoman, a former state legislator. And, you know, she had an influence on me in a variety of ways and still does. But she was talking to me about just kind of life goals and those kinds of things. And she said, look, you'll, you'll accomplish some good things in politics. You're going to get bills passed and all those kinds of things. But there's nothing like being a parent. You can balance all of these things. You just have to reorder your priorities and and we have a, a workplace environment here that encourages that kind of balance. So uh, I appreciate that because this building, you know, we make the laws, we set the policies, but we also have to be setting an example. And I think we do set uh, a good one when it comes to work-family balance. I don't know how people do it if they don't have family in the immediate area to help out. And I've always been a uh, early childhood education advocate and childcare subsidies and those kinds of things. It's incredibly expensive. It's like we've been on this like waiting list for months and months and months for childcare for when my wife goes back to work. I've known these things from a policy perspective, but it has really landed on me in a heavy way, on a, in a very personal way, about the burdens that that new parents have in particular. Infant care is incredibly expensive, so it. It really brings home these kinds of, you know, uh, policy debates uh, that are sort of, um, I guess, it's no longer philosophical. It's very personal uh, for me. Childcare uh, sort of annually becomes a, a priority of the Women's Legislative Caucus, but I want to make it clear that you know this is not only a woman's issue. It's a, it's a family issue. It's a business issue. It's an economic development issue supporting early childhood education and kindergarten readiness and those kinds of things. So you see a, a, a growing a core of male legislators that are really advocates on early childhood education. Um, so I think all of these things are evolving in, a, in a, a very positive way. Wishing my father, Gene Mullen, and all the fathers out there a very happy Father's Day from, from this very happy new father. Assemblymember Jim Cooper, father to four daughters. I've got four daughters uh, from 18 to 27. Um, one is a nurse, one is a uh, manager for the state, and then the other two are starting co start college in the fall. Coached them in youth sports, uh, softball, basketball, soccer, primarily softball. 
as a law enforcement officer, I was very hard on my kids. If they went to spend the night at someone's house, I had to go meet the parents and verify. So growing up with a cop as a dad, is it was difficult and it was not easy. So I, I should, in hindsight, I should have been much more easygoing, but um, in law enforcement, you see a lot of bad things and you want to make sure you protect your little girls. It was, it was interesting. When my, my first daughter was born, Jessica, I cried. And I was working narcotics in the sheriff's department. So here, they're in the hospital. So I bring all these scruffy um, drug dealer types to the hospital to, to see my kid. And because uh, we're all undercover narcotic officers. So we went down to uh, Sutter General. So that was kind of unique, kind of scary. <laughs> the sad part is I missed Christmases. I missed birthdays, a lot of holidays because of work uh, in law enforcement and in the assembly you're gone a lot. You have your constituents. Um, I'm fortunate because I live here in Sacramento, so I get to go home every night. Versus my colleagues from Southern California, they're here Monday through Thursday, so I couldn't imagine doing that. And they're, I have a lot of respect for them. I couldn't imagine being away from my kids. At least I saw my kids in the morning or sometime during the evening, so I would say it's much harder on them. And a lot of folks don't think about that. Think about being away from your kids for four days when they're little and newborns. Uh, it's not good. So people that do public service, um, they make a lot of sacrifices. This is basically a seven-day-a-week job, and it's just it's it's constant day and night events. You want to make sure your your district is important. Your constituents have issues. You want to take care of those issues and deal with them. And you know a lot of folks don't realize that they work a nine-to-five job and that's it. How do you squeeze that family time in? It's it is a balancing act that is that is very tough. At the end of the day, when when work's done. Um, you're not going to think about, you know, how many meetings you missed or how many events you went to and getting out there and shaking hands, but you're going to think about your family. You look at so many families, what happens when the fathers aren't present, and you look at the statistics, they aren't good. And just to be involved, to be engaged in your children's lives, and just to know you have a significant impact on that, I think a lot of folks don't realize that, and um, you can never go back and capture that time. Legislatively, we've done a lot to improve families here in California. It's tough. I mean, a lot of folks are struggling uh, just to put food on the table, to get their kids an education, because every parent wants their kid to be more successful than they were. And right now, with the way things are in this world, it is tough. So that's probably been the hardest balancing act, to try and make sure we do more. And we only have a finite number of dollars, so it's, it's a constant struggle to try and do more for those families. But I think we have had, had a measure of success here in California uh, with doing that. And hopefully we can do more. It's just you, just you never have enough money or enough capital to try and get some of these things done. But um, it's important. And it's a lot cheaper coming from law enforcement to spend that money in the front end than to lock somebody up or deal with other issues. It's so important. Assembly Majority Leader Ian Calderon, father to a one-year-old little girl. So I've always wanted to be a dad. I had a good dad. I had a, I had a good stepdad. And so I was never necessarily ever in a hurry to become a, uh, a father. Uh, but I was always ready for when the time came. I think just for a lot of folks, uh, me included, it was, you know, I want to have a job, establish my career, and hopefully get into a home, a stable living environment before I brought a child into the world. Um, but it was something that I was always uh, looking forward to, and I wanted to be a dad. And so when I found out, I was really excited. It was actually right as we were moving into our home when we bought our home. We were, we were it was literally the day before we were going to move into our home that we learned uh, that my wife was pregnant. It, it was something that we were ready for, and I just couldn't 
think of better timing and something better to happen to us. You get pooped on and it's just like, whatever. It just happens, it's part of the deal and everybody experiences it, but it's just kind of like, it's your daughter, it's your child, you love them no matter what and you just don't get, you just don't get mad about it. But my wife has laughed at me so many times just because it seems like I am just really the one who's on the receiving end of all the bad poops. Surprise me about being the dad is uh, the, your, your capacity to love. That's something that everybody always talks about. It's like, you don't know the feeling until you become a parent. Um, and it's like, well, no, of course I can know the feeling, but no, you really don't. Um, but my capacity to love this child is, is, is absolutely something far beyond that I ever could imagine. I was up here and, you know, I would turn on my Apple TV and you know, I decided to rent Coco, the movie Coco. And that's got a big father-daughter theme to the movie. And I'm sitting there and I don't know what it is, but I couldn't control it. I've, I, I don't think I've cried that hard since I was like three. I, I mean, I was bawling in tears just because of the whole dynamic of the father, father and daughter and, and, you know, the time that they lost together and, and, you know, how devastating that would be for me and how much I love my daughter and how I want to make sure she has every opportunity to be successful and that she knows that I love her. My father, he, he was elected to the California State Assembly in 1982. I was born in 1985, so I was born into this world. You know, in 1990, he went to the state Senate, termed out, and then came back in 2006 to the California State Assembly. And there was never anybody that was more uh, gung-ho about supporting me and everything that I did, uh, especially when it came to when I would decided to run for office than my father. And, and so he was just always involved. He always really cared and always took the time. And so that had obviously a major positive impact on my life. And then my stepfather, too. You know, my parents divorced when I was really young. And, you know, my stepdad was the one who showed me surfing. And that's a huge part of my life. You know, he taught me, he taught me and my brothers uh, when we were, I was seven years old. Uh, and that's been something that's always just been so special to me. And, and, and it is one of my passions, is surfing. And, you know, he was always there for us. And, and it, didn't, it didn't matter that we were his stepkids. He took care of us and treated us as, as if we were his own. You know, men, I feel like, um, rightfully so, have have stepped up uh, to take on more of the responsibility of parenting. You know, one of the things uh, that I worked on with Assemblymember Eddie Garcia was diaper changing stations. You know, you go to the restaurant or you go out to these other public venues and often you'll find a diaper changing station in a women's restroom, but you won't find one in, in a men's restroom. So the automatic assumption, which uh, I think is very unfair, is that it must be the mom who out at a restaurant has to change the diaper. And so I thought, well, we need to change that. So I authored a bill that essentially said uh, there has to be a diaper changing station in these places where people go um, that is available to both men and women. There's always more that can be done on the front of, of, uh, of family-friendly uh, legislation. Paid family leave is so important. You know, the six weeks that my wife got after our daughter, daughter was born was obviously really valuable and, and super important, but it's just not enough time. It's absolutely not enough time. Um, you know, I've heard up in, in Europe, in some countries, you can get up to a year off, uh, and that seems like enough time. 
I think that there's a lot more work that needs to be done around that and, and that we can become a lot less work focused and more family focused. That doesn't mean that work is not important. We understand how valuable that is. But we also, life is short, uh, and we have to place importance on the things that matter the most. And in the end, you know, what your work is isn't what matters the most. It's your kids and what they need. I would like to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Of course, my colleagues and, and, and all, the, all the dads that have to spend time away from their families. I personally know how hard that is and how difficult it is. And, and likewise, thank you to all the moms. We all know that they take on far more uh, than they should have to uh, and how much we appreciate that because I could not do what I do without my wife. Assemblymember Kevin McCarty, dad to twin nine-year-old girls. I have twin daughters who are nine years old, Victoria and Barbara. My district is the state capital, so I have the uh, envy with many of my colleagues because my commute home is about seven minutes, so I get to go home every day and see my little kids, which is pretty cool. When my wife first told me that she was pregnant, she says, I'm pregnant. And I said, great, that's great news. And she, she got out of her purse and pulled a little paper and just like threw it at me. She said, I'm pregnant and we're having twins. And I started to laugh. I, and I said, we're having twins. I just started laughing. I thought it was the, the funniest thing because she's from a family of twins. She has twin sisters, twin cousins. And so she did not think it was funny. And she thought it was, very, you know, going to be very, very difficult having having twins. And, uh, um, you know, it was having uh, twin girls a challenge at first with, you know, two bundles of joy coming home. But, you know, nine years later, it's certainly uh, certainly worth it. I coached my little girl's softball team. I said, my name is Coach. And they're like, no, your name's Daddy. And so they're like, how about I call you Coach Daddy? I'm like, no, my name is, you have to call me Coach, just like all the other kids. Um, one of them this year, she, uh, she came to bat at the end of the year, and she wanted to bat left-handed. And I'm, I'm the pitcher, because it's Coach Pitch. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, just one pitch, just one pitch. I thought there's no way that she would like do it. So I threw one pitch, and she smacked it with her left hand. She's like, never doubt me again. Well, you know, I know this is Father's Day, but uh, it all goes back to my mom. Um, I was raised by a single single mom. Uh, my mom, you know, had four kids, and um, she was raising us at the age of like, you know, my, my parents got divorced when I was, I think, two. So I I don't remember having my dad around the house, and my dad was in my life. I saw him, you know, once or twice a month, so he had good visits, and but really. Uh, it was my mom that was the rock in our family, and so, you know, that was that was interesting that um, I had to play catch with my mom a lot. Um, you know, she did things that a lot of other um, dads did with kids, but um, that, you know, I think gave me a little bit of perspective on parenthood as well. You know, ever since they were little, uh, they were born when I was a city council member, so that's all I know is my, my work and the, the things I have to go to, you know all kinds of different type of community events or dinners or festivals or throwing out the first pitch an event that's like that's like a word in my kids vocabulary that's not in most nine-year-olds vocabulary an event we're going to an event what type of an event is it is it a speech is there food are there going to be kids there are there going to be toys there what can we do afterwards and so this whole thing about an event is is really you know part of our world and um you know they come with me 
and um, many times, it's um, not many times, pretty much all the time, it's because if they don't go with me, I don't go. Because my wife has a job and she has a life and I can't be a 100% burden upon her. And so I have to drag them with me over the years. And, um, you know, they've gotten to be good sports at it. But, you know, sometimes they just want to be kids. They're very observant. And um, my father's African-American, my mom's Caucasian, and my wife is Latina. So we call themselves and they call themselves Cablaxican. And so they say, why are people treated differently? For example, when we go visit the homeless camps here in Sacramento, they're like, why are there so many African-Americans? Why are there so many homeless people that are black? I understand. I don't see that many black people on the street, but over here, they're all black. And so they're very curious as far as why things are. And it's really hard for us to disc- to explain to them as kids, you know, because there's, there's no easy answers. And so I think that's, you know, whether it's helpful for me or it's insightful to me as far as... Um, to the reflections from a nine-year-old and how that kind of guides what I'm trying to do here at the Capitol. My mom benefited from subsidized preschool and after-school programs and and healthcare um, to, to help our family. And, um, you know, a lot of Californians want to get ahead and are struggling and they want to help themselves. And so that's one of the reasons that I push these policies because when I know it's right, I think it's just. And then I, I look back at my story and we actually benefited from programs like that. My wife and I had both had good-paying jobs. Um, we were able to, to put our kids in preschool, not for one year, not for two, for three years. Three years. And they had a fabulous uh, preschool teacher, and they were able to, to have a, a, a great start and doing well in kindergarten and thriving. And, you know, that was their foundation. And I thought, wow, there's a lot of kids who don't even have one year of preschool. Um, they start kindergarten. They they start behind and they frankly never catch up. That's the number one reason I ran for office is education um, from early education to preschool through through K-12 schools to higher education. And that, that really is the difference maker for, for society. And that's what we need in our economy too. But it's just as far as an equity piece and what I think is just for families and kids in society. Well, happy Father's Day to all the uh, dads out there and want to wish my dad a happy Father's Day. But also, we have 40 million Californians, a lot of dads out there. So hats off to you for stepping up and being excellent fathers. Hi, I'm Cindy Baker, producer of the Look West podcast. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. You know, we talk about a lot of issues here on the show, from healthcare to the legacy of Chicano art to the Me Too movement and so much more. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Rate us on iTunes, and we want to hear from you. Look West is available on a variety of social platforms, and our team is happy to continue to create a place where you can really get to know the people that you've chosen to represent your community. Thanks again for listening, and when it comes to what's going on in the state capitol, be sure to look west.